To defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life and consume him as I consume these flames. <laughs> you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> English, motherfucker, do you speak it? I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from, eh? I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago. That's how you get the ball. I heard you paint houses. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Brackets and B-Rolls, the brand new podcast coming to you guys that brings together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. It's me, Flat Guy Ty, a.k.a. Ty. You know what? I did that backwards. It's an accident. Who cares? But I'm only half your host. Go ahead and tell him who the guy is sitting across from me, man. Who are you? Well, hey there. (laughs) It's your boy Cyrus, a.k.a. Quattro. Hey man, uh, I don't know what the hell that was. That uh, that I hey was there. greeting I'm, the people. You, you trying to be greeting the listeners? Obi Wan, you want me to add that in and post? Obi Wan, what you mean? Episode three. Hello, hello there? there. I didn't say hello there. Same goddamn. No, thing. it's not. It's the, okay. Shinura right. would stick you. All right. Well, that's just, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, let's see him do that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, these people don't know who these people are. This is probably going to get cut anyway. Yeah. But. Bringing it back to the, the important stuff, um, you know, it's Brackets of Heroes. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of you listening to this have uh, been following our Instagram um, since I, I think the Instagram was became a thing around, what was that, May? I, th- I want to say May. Like yeah, late, May. Late, late May 20, yeah. 2020. Not sure when this is coming out. Hopefully it'll be 2020, but it could possibly be 2021. Who knows? Um, I really doubt it'll be 2021, but yeah. at this point, you, I, you, nobody really knows. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you've been following on Instagram, uh, hopefully you know what the show is. Uh, but if you don't, you know, just a quick rundown. Uh, so like I said at the beginning, this is uh, the premise behind this show is, you know, bringing together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. And all that means is if, if you're not aware what March Madness is, it just mean, it's just the, uh, the, 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 ba- the big tournament with uh, 64 teams in college basketball here in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, NCAA, uh, 64 teams, um, they all come together for the month of March. And they play in this big ass tournament, and they, you know, get to the winner. And that's kind of like the idea behind this show. We wanted to have not sixty four movies. We're only doing. Um, we have twenty six to pick one, pick from, but we're gonna narrow it down to sixteen. But uh, we wanted to, you know, debate which ones we think should make it to the to the final round until we get a quote unquote winner. And uh, you know, each each season, because this will be a seasonal show. Uh, we'll have a theme, so we'll have a certain style of movie, certain genre of movie. And uh, if you guys have, you know, been uh, checking out the Instagram, you see um, the post we made when we first started, and we have a, a highlight uh, indicating what season one is. Uh, that is uh, crime and gangster films. So you know, your uh, Goodfellas, uh, excuse me, uh, The Godfather, um, um, The Irishman. Uh, you know, you got some the crime stuff too, though. You got Pulp Fiction, um, The Departed. Uh, help me out here. I'm, Infernal Affairs. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, so there's 26 movies, 
and um, that's that's what we are that's what we're doing. This is the you know the pilot, the first episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, today we are going to be um, you know breaking down uh, you know or not breaking down per se, but we're going to be uh, going through the bottom ten movies because as I said, you know we have twenty six to pick from. But uh, the, the the tournament will be a sweet 16, if you will. Um, so it'll be the, you know the top 16 movies that we feel um, made it that, that we that we wanted to have in the tournament. And so these bottom 10, um, you know that, that this is what this first episode is going to be. It's what the second episode is going to be. We're going to be you know giving uh, mini reviews, our thoughts on these uh, these movies. Um, this episode it'll be the it'll be five of the bottom 10, and then the next one it'll be the other five of the bottom 10. And uh, we'll just be, you know, giving, like I said, many reviews and explanations as to why uh, they didn't necessarily uh, make the the Sweet Sixteen make the cut, you know. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I think uh, some of our picks will uh, come as a as a shock to to lots of people. But um, you know, now I think is it a chance for everyone to. We're going to go ahead and go down the list really quick. Just uh, let everyone know this, the 26 movies that we had to choose from. And obviously, we'll be posting this. You guys will be able to find it. Um, so if you don't like catch everything now, um, no worries. But uh, starting from the, the newest you know, uh, movie that came out, uh, the, the earliest, I guess, is the word. Like Starting with the oldest movie, working our way forward, we have uh, On the Waterfront, The Godfather, Mean Streets, Chinatown, The Godfather Part Two, Scarface, once Upon a Time in America, The Untouchables, Goodfellas, Miller's Crossing, Reservoir Dogs, A Bronx Tale, Pulp Fiction, Casino, Heat, Donnie Brasco, Snatch, Infernal Affairs, Gangs of New York, A History of Violence, The Departed, Eastern Promises, American Gangster, American Hustle, The Irishman, and The Gentleman. So those are the 26 movies that we have to pick from. Uh, you know, this first episode, we are going to... Um, you know, like I said, we're going to be talking about five of the bottom ten, the first five of the bottom ten, because, you know, we don't want to do all ten in one episode. That'll be uh, a fat episode. We don't want that. We don't want to really, like, we don't want to uh, throw all that stuff at you guys in one one episode. It'll be, like, two hours long, I think. But, um, you know, today we're going to start off with the with the first five, you know. That, that's the that's the goal here. Um, yeah. You, you got anything to add, Cyrus? Sequatro? I think you. I think you got it all. You uh, killed it. I, hey, I'm so proud. I appreciate it, man. I marvel at, at the way you host, bro. You <laughs> such a great job. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, I said it again. I'm, I'm saying it again. I've said it like 12 times already. Uh, we're gonna start uh, at the bottom and work our way up. So the the bottom five, starting um, with the oldest. Um, you know, we're gonna work our way up that way, and we're gonna keep it a secret. We're not. We don't want to uh, unveil all. All the, the Sweet 16 yet, because, you know, we want to have some suspense, you know, uh, get you guys guessing what you think is coming. But um, now we're going to go from uh, the the earliest movie, and then we're going to go from there. So uh, the first movie in the bottom 10 uh, that came out was uh, number number 10, uh, Mean Streets. Because, you know, that's what you are. That's what I think of you. A jerk-off. <laughs> you're smiling like she's a jerk-off. <laughs> you're a fucking jerk-off. And I tell you something else, Mikey. I fuck you right where you breathe. Cause I don't give two shits about you or nobody else. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Written by, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Martin Scorsese and Mardik Martin. I don't know who that guy is, but I do know who Martin Scorsese is, of course. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Uh, yeah, you know. got beer with him. <laughs> uh, came out in 1973. 
and uh, you know it's starring um, you know Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro, uh, David Preval, Amy Robinson. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was interesting seeing Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro like at the at the the helm. The yeah, not necessarily the helm. The the outset of their career, I guess. Like they were still really young. Mm. I think this was. Um, if not, I know this was like really like a couple of their first movies, ever. Mm-hmm. like because you know this um, Robert De Niro, he looks really young. Would this be probably one of Robert De Niro's first outings with Scorsese? Scorsese, uh, I believe so. I because I, I think this honestly might be his first like outing ever. I'm gonna look it up, but um, yeah. So well, well, go ahead and share your thoughts, man. While I'm looking that up uh, on the how, Mean Streets, how, how'd you feel about Mean Streets as a as a film? Why? I actually liked it a lot. Um, I thought the the dynamic between because uh, one this was one of the last films I watched out of the 26, so I had already seen uh, De Niro do you know The Irishman mm-hmm. and all the other films he's done in this genre that I for some reason folded and can't name right now, but. Um, to see him be like the the jerk kind of in this film, the the one that you know owes people money, and the one that's like having to, you know, be kind of a thorn in everybody's side was really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was the Mardik? What was his name? Uh, Robert Mardik. Robert Mardik. No, the the main character. Oh, Harvey Keitel. Your list doesn't have the thing on there. The one. Oh yeah, 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 my bad. My yeah, bad, yeah, my bad. But uh, say his name again. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked his character a lot and how um, throughout the film you saw this kind of like progression of like he's this like tough gangster, but like at the core of it he's like kind of soft because he has this girl and then he's like trying to protect um, Robert De Niro's character, which I think was his cousin, right? Mm, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was yeah, I think cousin. they were cousins. Yeah, yeah. And to see like uh, at the beginning of the movie, he was this real big. Oh, I'm a gangster. Like the code is everything. And then like he was folding because of his girl, and Robert De Niro was uh, really interesting. And then the ending was just chef's kiss to me. I really loved the way that it kind of like because it kind of like went to like a little plateau like in the middle, and then it, by the end it was like almost like Tarantino like like it just got real wild and crazy. And I really liked that about the film. All right, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I um I feel similarly, uh, uh, specifically your feelings uh, towards the ending. I did actually very much enjoy the ending. Uh, that was pretty much my my favorite. You know, my my favorite uh, part of the movie. Um, outside of that, I was pretty underwhelmed, pretty disappointed. I thought you were gonna say your favorite ending of the whole thing. I was like, whoa. No, 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 <laughs> like, no, whoa. no. Just my. It was my favorite ending. Excuse me. It was my favorite part of the. Of the movie. I got you. Um. You know, I outside of that, I was pretty disappointed, and um, it, it was partially because I'd seen like uh, I, I think this was I don't know what number uh, mm-hmm. Scorsese Scorsese film this was for me, but I'd seen previously I would I'd seen um, Shutter Island, uh, The Irishman, Goodfellas. No, I hadn't seen Goodfellas before this. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot Casino, he directed that. Yeah. The Departed, so like I'd seen a lot of good stuff from him. Yeah, and this um, I, I believe this was his directorial debut, mm-hmm. uh, and it just oh hit the hit the table. But uh, I, I just wasn't really uh, feeling it, you know, because De Niro he's one of my favorite actors um, even now, like in his old age. But yeah, you know, I, I just I wasn't really I, I expected him to have more of a a, a capacity in the role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because granted, he was in the movie a lot, but I just, I think I was just, I had more. I, I expected more, I should say. And um, 
uh, I think because uh, partially because there was a misleading synopsis, so I was under the impression that mm-hmm. um, De Niro was like the focal point of the movie, whereas it's Harvey Keitel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and that's not an issue, of course. And um, granted, like I was good. I, I mean, excuse me, he was good in like what he did, him and uh, Harvey Keitel, and like. I really like Harvey Gartel. Like he's he was great um, in like Reservoir Dogs. That's probably my favorite yes. uh, film, film by him. Um, but I I just being having the expectations for Scorsese that I had watching this, I was very um, like I was just disappointed. Uh, it was it was like it was boring. The pacing felt really off. Um, it, there was some like interesting cinematography uh, here and there. But uh, outside of that, it was pretty, um, it, it was pretty, pretty bland. And I, I just felt like it, the, I felt it wasn't very tight narratively because there was a lot of sequences where I was like, just, I was pretty confused about what exactly was happening. And uh, I mean, and granted, like a lot of them, they did specifically, um, you know, deal like they, they did specifically explain what had happened, but even then, like, I still just, it, it turned me off, and I was, I had, like, way higher expectations. Maybe that's my fault. I went in um, expecting a little too much, because I know a lot of people, like, happen to really enjoy it, and I will say, I've only, I only saw it once. I would not be opposed to revisiting it. I just didn't really feel the need to, um, just because, I, like I said, I wasn't really uh, enjoying it. Um, you know, I, the soundtrack, of course, you know, great, because that's always, like, that's a staple for Scorsese. You know, he's always... He, 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 he's, like, one of the best when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think mm, the only good thing that I had to say about this movie was that, you know, I like the ending, I like mm-hmm. the soundtrack. Um, you know, the, the, the performances were pretty solid. But overall, I was just happy that Scorsese made it because he was clearly a better director having, like, he, he learned from it. And, yeah. You know, it's, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that he made it. Not because I like it, not because I think it's good, but because, you know, I believe he was able to, you know, take from it and learn and, you know, just improve, you know, whatever he had to, to say about it. Before we rate it, though, I want to give, like, I think we should, you know, give every the listeners a chance to understand our rating criteria. So, like, it's, it's uh, we, we give them the baseline of how we do it. So, uh, we're going to go out of 10 and uh, starting, uh, you know, from the, from the bottom. So, you know, one out of 10 would be what you want to say worst thing i've seen or what the fuck is this what the fuck is this what the fuck is this one all right cool and two uh worst thing i've seen and then three would be an awful and then a four would be bad a five would be eh. a six is decent a seven is good an eight is impressive a nine is fantastic and or amazing and a 10 is a masterpiece perfect flawless all the above so with that being said what would you give mean streets mean streets personally i'd give it a nice five look look eh. it was eh. okay okay i i'd I'd probably go i'd go between four and five so probably four and a half Mm. you know not quite bad but it it, it's it's underwhelming like i said i was disappointed um so yeah that that's how that's how that's how i feel about it um so that is that's mean streets those are our thoughts on mean streets uh as for why it didn't make the sweet 16 um i know because we uh the way we did this uh quattro and i we both made out we we both felt we took the 26 there's 16 that we felt that we wanted and then we kind of like you know put them together reconcile any differences we had did you at all pick mean streets to be on your in your top 16 negative i didn't either <laughs> negative you, is there any reason why other than like you just felt like the other movies were better 
Um, not necessarily because it doesn't fall. It falls pretty lower, lower tier on the out of the twenty six movies I watched. Um, more so because I didn't like uh, De Niro's performance in it as much as I've seen him in other things, mm-hmm. and especially because. Um, like you said, the synopsis was really misleading. So when I was expecting to see a lot of De Niro, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's kind of cap. So that took a big bump for me in terms of the movie and why I wouldn't um, go on my top 16. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like that and the the way it plateaued in the middle, how I like had nothing really important. Well, not important, but it was boring in the middle. Fair, and fair. So yeah, that's why I wouldn't make my bottom 26, my yeah, top 16. That, that's how I feel too. I was pretty, you know, underwhelmed, like I said. Um, very like the I can't stress enough how misleading the synopsis was. I was very much disappointed with what I read. I was like, this is not this is not what I was expecting. Um, De Niro as a character, I, like he wasn't necessarily like I didn't hate him. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't like get this guy off the screen, but I was just like, this isn't what I was expecting. And um, you know, I, like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to revisiting it. I could easily see myself um, saying that this was like decent upon mm-hmm. rewatch, but like I. I also could easily see myself going from a 4.5 to a 5. So um, either way, I don't think it's all that. I definitely think it's one of Scorsese's uh, weaker films. And I can't say I understand why some people have uh, the love for it that they do. What's up, listeners? Ty here. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks to our friends over at... No, I'll just fuck with you guys. We don't have any ads. Uh, seriously, though, for anybody wondering why the episode sounds the way it does to this point, it's because I suck as a host. I didn't properly adjust the gain levels on mine and Quattro's microphones when we recorded this episode back in August. At this point in the episode, I realized what was going on and fixed it, but I just wanted to let y'all know so you weren't confused or worried that your speakers were broken or something. Trust me, your speakers are fine. This one's on us. Sorry for the interruption. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to uh, the second uh, second movie in the in the bottom ten. Uh, this one is uh, a bit a bit more a bit of a step up from Mean Streets. We got a uh, Chinatown, uh, which came out in 1974, uh, directed by Rowan Polanski, written by Robert Town, starring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, John Huston, and Perry Lopez. Hello, Claude. Where'd you get the midget? You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? Huh? No? Wanna guess? Huh? No? Okay. They lose their noses. Uh, go ahead. How, how'd you feel about it, Quattro? How, how'd, you, how'd you feel about this one? I freaking loved it. Boy, if you don't... I loved it. I loved it a lot. Um, Jack Nicholson did an amazing job in this film. <laughs> And it, it seemed like after when I finished watching it, I felt like anytime like uh, TV shows or like uh, other movies do like parodies of what like gangster life is like, they like look at this film because like I was like, yo, this reminds me of like a parody of a gangster film, even though it's actually a gangster film. Mm-hmm. And so I liked um, uh, this is one of the films that I watched as we watched the 26 that I was like, this is a different take on like what goes on the genre because like you look at like The Godfather or like The Irishman, it's the 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 normal uh, gangster, but you got to watch like a PI as he tackled uh, fighting crime. And I thought that was really cool to watch. And so his um, relationship slash like non-relationship with Faye Dunaway and this was a really interesting dynamic for me in this film too. And it was, a lot of it was done during the day, which I really liked because you were able to see a lot, see things better. And so I really liked that about it. And that's, that's why it, it was pretty high on my list. Like I, was kind of sad it didn't make my 16. I was one of those people I was like, man, this should have really been in the top 16. But <laughs> yeah, I um 
I, I, I'm in the same camp as you. I did really, really enjoy it myself, actually. Um, I did. Um, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, you know what? This is this is good, but I'm not sure how I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But then the more I like I thought about it and I was like, OK, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. This is this is nice. This is solid. Um, now, I, I, like you said, Jack Nicholson, he was great. Um, this is well, what's his character's name? Uh, Git is I don't know his first name. Uh, Git is the first thing that comes to my mind. Jake. Jake Git is. Um, uh, he, he was, you know, solid, of course, Jack Nicholson is a, is a legend, but, um, it, I, I don't know why, cause I mean, spoiler alert, I'm the one who didn't, you know, it, it, it I was the one who didn't have it in my top 16. Um, but that's not, that's not to say that I didn't think it deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. I just personally felt that the other 16 movies that like, I picked, I was a lot more, I felt were better and or maybe not not even better but they better represented what like you know the theme of our season was um so that's personally why i was like chinatown admittedly it's one of the better films in the 26 but i didn't necessarily want to include it in the top 16 um just because like i said i i felt that there was there were other things that um uh were better were a better Mm -hmm. fit and i think uh once we get into the top 16 i think um you guys might get a better understanding of what I mean by that. But uh, like I said, like every like the movie is still like really solid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the performances, Jack Nicholson, he's great. Faye Dunaway, she's like the perfect. She's beautiful and seductive in the best way possible. And like the char- the chemistry between her and uh, Jack Nicholson is um, it is, you know, electric. It's really nice to watch. Yeah. Um, the score I also really enjoyed. Uh, I, th- I thought it was really, you know, immersive, and it. Um, I, I'm a big uh, score guy. I listen. I I enjoy a movie with a you know a score that can really um, encapsulate the environment and like really help me help immerse me in you know the experience. Um, so that was something that I really appreciated. I like the costumes in it. Like they were dressed to death. Yeah, they were. They, they, they were. They had wore. that drip. They the, were the iconic yellow suit. Yeah. I need me one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. I, I'm gonna need that. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's like it's it's funny because like I'm we're we gonna rate it. You, it's gonna be like what the hell? He rated it this high. Why is yeah. it not in the top sixteen? But go ahead. What what do you what do you give it, man? I'm gonna give this an eight and a nice a nice good old impressive. Nice, nice. Uh, I, I I can agree with that. I give it like an eight. Uh, maybe an eight point five, but I'm mm. I'm gonna stick with eight. I'm gonna just go with a with a smooth eight. You know, just keep it keep it crispy. Um, so yeah, that's keep and it I crispy. can <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because I can literally think of a movie in the top sixteen that I don't think is an eight, and yet it's still in there. But I stand by my decision. I think that this. I I think that it's a better. It's a better version, or not better version. It's a better option. Mm. And uh, another thing that, like, I just like to mention about Chinatown, um, it's it's a movie. Like you said, it, it gets a lot of parody. Like it's like something that I think inspires parodies, mm. but it also has a lot of like references. And then my favorite one is in Inside Out. Um, when they're in Cloudtown, mm. I don't know the characters' names. I think I don't know if they have names. Like they're just it. They're uh, the emotions, in, huh? Like the little. The no, 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 they're they're like they are. They're police officers in that in like the oh, world in yeah, like yeah, Riley's yeah. head. Thought, so like, thought, no, that's not. They're not called the thought police, but that was my immediate. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hey, read read nineteen eighty four. That's, that's definitely else. that's <laughs> definitely a very different uh, 
media. Yeah. Uh, d- definitely a different form of fiction. But that'd be a great name for them, though. It would the be. Thought Police. <laughs> I feel like that's copyrighted, though. Yeah, probably. Or trademarked. Whatever. I don't know how that shit works. Anyway, um, there's a scene. Uh, they're talking, and... Uh, some shit happens in Cloud Town, and then one of the one of the guys' names is Jake, obviously. And then like he runs through, and then he's like, he goes to chase him down. He's like, "Forget it, Jake. It's Cloud Town," which is obviously a nod uh, to like the famous <laughs> line, "Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown." And I, when I finally saw that, and like I re- I understood the reference because I'd seen uh, Inside Out before, but I watched it again, and then after I'd seen Chinatown, so like I was able to like I picked up on it, and I thought that was the funniest wow. thing. Like, I I love that reference. Um, <laughs> it's like the reference uh, in Zootopia with the Godfather. <laughs> That's a Bro, all of these get like all these movies like it's it's crazy how um how how much they inspire like pop culture today yeah but um now moving on to number number three this one i already know people aren't going to be happy with um and i don't care they might they might turn off the they turn off this episode and you know what i implore you not to do that um but i'm sorry to say it but uh the the third movie in the in the bottom 10 uh coming out in 1974 we got the godfather part two No sense. No, you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Um, you know, directed by Francis Ford Coppola and written by Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzzo. Uh, I don't know why I said it with an accent like I'm Italian. Yeah, I think that's I was, Italian. I, I thought I was just like, you were just like, you know, sounding it out the way that it's supposed to be said. I, I like, hey. don't know. I, I feel like that's it, but like I could very, be very wrong. And Sometimes that, it'll be in our DMs. I, I ain't, ain't out there. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's starring uh, Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton, and Robert De Niro. My father taught me many things here. He taught me in this room. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And um, yeah, so... I'd it- like to mention, you know, so I still have a residence at my home that Mom, Dad, I still think the Godfather uh, trilogy is like the greatest thing to happen in the cinema ever, because the, my parents, the entire trilogy. Yeah, my parents love it. If they heard what you just said, they kick you out. But the uh, the trilogy, the trilogy, they love all of them. But like the drop off, personally, I definitely admit I'm in the minority. I think, but the drop off between one and two was so significant it made me not care about the third one. I completely agree with you. I was like actively like after I'd seen the first one, I was like, oh, bro, like I'm definitely excited to check out like two and three. Mama then and I Papa saw two. You're not having it. Then I saw two and I was like, ah, yeah. this is I'm OK. Like I can I'll watch three when I get to it. Like I wasn't I had <laughs> yeah. no there was no sense of urgency. And that's uh, how a lot of people were when they saw two. <laughs> they were like, and ah, then, yeah. uh, you know, so to, to say that it's it's one of the greatest trilogies in cinema history when you have trilogies like. If you said the dark night, I'm sticking you. No, I'm no, no, no. no. Like, um, well, I, I like. I mean, of, it is, but like, of course, that's a cop out. Of course, I'm I'm blanking on any significant trilogies, um, bruh. The sequels of Star Wars, bruh. The prequels. You need to shut the fuck up. I I I don't know, man. I can't think of uh, any actual any trilogies yeah, yeah. worth mentioning. Oh, Lord of the Rings. I know that's three of them trilogies, but yeah, that's a big that's a big one. Yeah, I, yeah personally, sure. I haven't seen all of them, but like everyone 
Like that's a big. Who got the time? That's just, that's just, that's a lot of <laughs> dedicated. You gotta block out like days. You gotta take days off work to watch them. <laughs> but um, yeah. So t- tell the My tell the folks, on, man. On, so tell, tell the folks how you felt about The Godfather. Grew up on or this part movie. Two. Sorry, I've grew up on this movie. I've seen it thousands of times. But um, I think one of the, the huh? Can you count that high? I hope so. There you go. The wind. Stop sinking my ship. <laughs> <laughs> the thing. The thing about it is, uh, I've grown up on this movie, and and rewatching it in terms of, it's. <laughs> 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 so in terms of uh, watching the movie in uh, in the realm of brackets and B rolls, it was really interesting to see to really dive into the the ins and outs of this movie, and I really liked how um, in comparison to the first one. There was a lot more uh, movement. I like when movies, um, especially like sequels, uh, really go outside of the world of the um, universe that they're in. And and like the part in part two, they went to tons of different places. They went to Sicily. They went to Miami. They time traveled because you know yes, they, yeah, they went they, back they in time. Went back in time. And so that was one of the things I really. Oh, sorry, they, like plot wise, they don't go back in time. Like it's not a, time traveling is not a component of the Godfather yeah, Part DeLorean Two. Was in it, it. Ju- it just means like I I just mean by like flashback. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that. And Al Pacino, like he says, hit one of his best roles is um, Scarface. I'd say like the movie Godfather Two is one of his best roles. I loved him in it. And one he won of the, the he won the Oscar for this one, right? I believe I believe he did. Yeah, because yeah, because he lost sure. it for the other one yeah. for Scarface. But um, yeah, I really like that. And then, like I said, the one of the main thing main themes of the Godfather trilogy is family, and they really uh, played with the dynamic of the family, uh, especially with um, his brother Frito Who? and how he had to like kill Fredo. Fredo. Wow. Wow. Frito. I must Didn't be you grow up some, on these movies? I need some Frito Lays. <laughs> I must be hungry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Fredo, like that whole di- that whole dynamic with uh, him and Tony. 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 <laughs> wow. Are you are you sure you've even seen the movie, bro? Yes. <laughs> and I, I called him Tony. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, and now I'm blanking on his name, Al Pacino. <laughs> that's that's we'll just go with that one. But yeah, so oh Al Pacino gosh. and and Michael, by the way, Michael, there you Michael go. and Fredo. And their whole dynamic was really interesting, especially when he was like, he kept him alive while his mother was alive. And as soon as his mother, you know, kicked that the was, bucket. That was wild. That was, uh, that he, was had to, cool. he had to go get him. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I really like this movie. Um, definitely didn't make my top 16, but um, it, I think it doesn't really deserve its place where it is here. But I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. I'm cool with that. I understand why it's there. All right, that's fair. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. I um unlike you, I'd seen I'd only seen The Godfather uh 1 and 2 for the first time, you know, in preparation for this this uh this podcast. Yep. Um so I didn't have the same like love for it that mm-hmm. you did, but um granted, the first time like when I saw The Godfather, I'll uh, I'll keep my thoughts for like on hold until we get to that, but um uh, the, the the Godfather Part Two, like the, needless needless to say, I love the Godfather, the first one. I fell in love with it instantly because it was not what I was expecting, and I was very much pleased with it. And um, 
seeing because I like I don't know if anyone's familiar with Letterboxd, but um, like uh, I think The Godfather has a four point six out of five, like an average rating, and then The Godfather Part Two has a four point five out of five. So I was like, oh snap! Like this is this is some solid stuff. Like we're and every time I ever see like trilogy comparisons and like you know the first one and the sequel always have like a, a drop off, but like this one has. In most circles, I would say like the there's not a really a significant drop off. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty even for most people. I would say, and that's not how I felt. I thought that you know the first one was far superior. Um, I it, it's it's interesting because uh, I had a hard time staying as engaged with with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that could do with the fact that this one's like what an hour longer or no 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 only uh, about a, a half hour longer. Um, which I mean, isn't an issue, issue per se. Cause I don't, I'm not one to like, you know, run away from a long movie, I am. if you will. <laughs> um, but even, even with that said, I still, I just wasn't really sure how, I, I wasn't sure why I wasn't as engaged with the first one. Cause like I, I enjoyed everything like Al Pacino. As I think a, it might be, well, well, after you said that, before you said what you said about Al Pacino, I, I think it's more, I, I felt more of a, an emotional connection with the characters in the first movie mm-hmm. and the dynamics there than I did in the second film. Yeah. Um, and like, like I said, like I, I loved Al Pacino as mm-hmm. like, as Michael, I definitely think this is like one of his best performances and Robert De Niro, like one of my favorite actors. I loved him as young Vito or no, not uh, Vito young. Um, yeah. Young Vito, uh, young Vito Corleone. Um, and it, it was so because the movie it, it operates you know uh you know we spend some time with Vito or excuse me uh Michael Al Pacino then we go back in time and you know we spend time with um with uh Robert De Niro as uh Vito uh before he becomes the Don originally like just the building of the family pretty much like just his life um pre pre you know being you know the the big family the big crime family that they are and uh, I, I found it to be compelling. Like I found both, both mm-hmm. subplot. I, I found both plots to be compelling. I was very much, I won't say engaged, but I, I was, I liked both of them, but because my first thought was like, as I, I was watching it and then I'd finished, I was like, Oh, like maybe, maybe it's just a little too long. But then I realized like the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I don't know what I would cut. Cause I yeah. like both. I, I don't think so that's either. the crazy thing for these movies to be so long. Every everything in it is so intentional. Yeah, it, it did, and nothing felt superfluous. Like I didn't feel like I was missing. I, I didn't feel like we could have cut something and then like been like you know okay having cut it. I was like you know like this is probably this is you know like you said intentional. Like it's a good thing this is here. All right, and for, for all the uh, the non the non IB kids out here, what is Perfilous? What is superfluous? What is that? Superfluous. Oh, I didn't even hear you say super. The super part. Okay. Superfluous. So you know what superfluous? I don't know means. what that means. So oh, it, it just means extra, extraneous, like it, unnecessary. So use another big word to describe the big word. I like it. Extra, extraneous. Yes. All right. What's that with me? Extra. Okay, I got you. All right. There, <laughs> there it is. All right. Um, for anyone who didn't know, uh, Quattro has the reading level of a five-year-old. Okay, we have to do all um, that. Be, <laughs> um, anyway. I was doing great in elementary school. I was reading the, the W books. I was killing it. Chapter books in the second grade? What? Unheard of. <laughs> killing the magic school bus. <laughs> then, you, then you peaked, huh? Uh, I mean, my favorite book is Animal Farm, so I mean... <laughs> And because I'm with Dixie that he, if y'all need book recommendations, hit me up. 
don't hit him up uh anyway <laughs> back to the back to the movie review um <laughs> as i said you know i i don't know it's just like it was really i can't put my finger on i think the story was it i think mm-hmm. like because the i don't want to talk about the godfather yet but the like just the 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 way that this one operates so much differently than the first one mm-hmm. it's just so un i don't want to say unengaging because it was engaging but like i just still maybe i need to rewatch it like maybe i'll find three and a half hours one day and i'll rewatch the movie and like i'll i'll change my mind but I don't think so, because like I said, like the first one, because I, I felt this enough to the point where I was like, I don't care about the third one anymore. Like if this one had been really good, then I would have felt that I wanted to watch the third one like immediately. And like this one put me off from the third. I was like, I, I'll watch this whenever. Like, I don't really care about it anymore. The first one is like, you know, far, far superior. And I don't know. Like I just it was it was an interesting, interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, what would you what would you rate it? That was a fair assessment. Like that big word I use, assessment. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I could see my face. Anyway, continue, I would probably please. give this a nice, uh, a nice, um, hmm. Give it an impressive. An impressive? I'm going to give it a, an eight. An eight. Ah, I'm leading. That's an eight. It'd be like a 7.5. So I'm going to give it a good. I'm so but it between a good and impressive. A good and impressive. All right. All right. I think impressive. I can. I think I can get a behind that. Uh, actually, I mean, that's not what I give it, but like I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I'm probably closer to six and seven. So probably like a 6.5 if, mm. if I got to go there. Um, you know, it's definitely not a bad film. Very, very good. No, um, it's just, like you said, I think it's a mix of, you know, the characters aren't quite as engaging, which mm. is odd because like they're all, they were mostly all in the first one. So like, it's not like... I have to be reintroduced to new people and have right. to like try to, you know, build some sort of new attachment. And I love, you know, young, young Vito. And they're like, just like at different stages. So it's kind of jarring. Yeah. I, it, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I wish I could give a better explanation as to why this didn't make the top 16 outside of, I just didn't hit me the same way the first one did. But it, I mean, I, that's all I can really say. Like this one didn't really resonate with me the same way. Um, as I said, you know, I'll revisit it. Hope and who knows, maybe, maybe by the time we finish the season, I'll uh, I'll get to the point and I'll be like, you know what, guys, I I'll change my rating and I will concede that the Godfather Part Two should have been in the top sixteen. But I doubt that'll happen. We'll be in like season think. five and we'll be talking about some movie and they'll be like, hey, hey by the way, uh, Godfather Part Two from season one. Yeah, I changed that rating. <laughs> I'll be like, bro, what? Nah, but um, yeah. So I mean, neither of us had it in our top sixteen, unlike um. Chinatown where uh, we had to we had to come to an agreement to leave that one out Um, but I mean hey that's just how the cookie crumbles I guess Um, but moving on to uh, (laughs) you know the next movie uh, we got Once Upon a Time in America you'll carry that stink of the streets with you the rest of your life I like the stink of the streets it makes me feel good I like the smell it it opens up my lungs and it gives me a hot on came out in 1984 uh, directed by Sergio Leone, or Sergio Leone, excuse me, written by Sergio Leone, Franco Farini, Leonardo Bene, ben, Benvenuti, Franco Arcali, Enrico Medioli, Ernesto Gastaldi, Piero de Bernardi, and Harry Gray. Wow, those were <laughs> all <laughs> some Italian ass names, and then we get Harry hey, fucking Gray. Harry Gray. All right, that's cool. <laughs> um, 
starring Robert De Niro, James Woods, Elizabeth McGovern, and Joe Pesci. Wow, I forgot he was in this. I did, yeah. Holy crap. What the heck? <laughs> I forgot he was in this movie. Joe Pesci, didn't he, yeah, he, didn't he sneak in at, like as a pastor in the end? No, that's, that, you're thinking that's, of geez. A Bronx Tale. That's definitely That's because I was looking at that because it shocked me that it was here for a second. That, yeah, <laughs> I... Oh, no, now that I'm remembering, he, yeah, I'm remembering he was in it. Um, But, yeah, so... Go, I, Dumpster I don't know. Dumpster fire trash. <laughs> I, 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 I finished the film and I just was like, it, it, this ain't, this can't be it. This cannot be the film. No. How, how did this even make the list? And there's a couple movies I was like, bro, how, how, how? Just, just for reference, just for a frame of reference, I should have been doing this from the, from the beginning. But um, the, 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 the Rotten Tomato score for uh, Once Upon a Time in America, the, the letterbox score is uh, 4.2 out of 5, the average score. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, let me look that up really quick. Continue with your thoughts, please. It, 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 it just was, A, it was too long. It was incredibly long. It's four hours. And one of the things that uh, that taught me and Ty uh, differ on a lot when we talk about films, especially films that, that feature teenagers and children, are how the children act. And that's just given our backgrounds. But um, this film was one of the ones we agreed on. Like the, because the teens were so asinine in this film. Like they just were like annoying, and they did dumb stuff for the sake of dumbassery. And and, and oh, by the way, eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Uh, keep keep that in mind when we give our ratings and like as we give our reviews. So we're definitely not spoiler alert. We definitely do not agree with the eighty six percent. But no. continue. <laughs> and I just it just felt it drug on. Like I feel like if the movie was like an hour an hour shorter, maybe I wouldn't hate it as much. But it just three hours felt, is still a long time. Yeah, this is true. But I, I've seen other three hour movies that I like love. So I Fair mean, point. it could be done, in, but four hours just seems like mm, you just mm-mm. you just like you film the whole movie and was like, all right, just throw the sound stuff on there and we good. And I'm like, d- d- no, this is. And then the the oh, what am I? Story. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what the, the hell? The story was it, it felt very hard to follow because like halfway through. They they did a couple um, time changes where like they jumped a significant amount of time and mm-hmm. then it was they feel like they didn't finish their thought from the last time they were in so yeah. I was like this is kind of cap for me I think I think uh, I'm if I'm I can't like absolutely say whether or not this is the case but mm-hmm. I think each hour was supposed to be a different decade mm-hmm. so I think they were doing like uh, each hour was like because I, I I believe the movie spans forty years mm-hmm. so um I think that's how that goes that doesn't necessarily speak to an explanation as for like the your your opinion on um it being very jarring as far as like the the time jumps but that's mm. just i think that's to to give perspective on how i think the movie was structured yeah um and another, there were some moments in it that i like that i enjoyed that i thought were kind of cool great character because i'm a big character moments guy like the, the little stuff for me speaks volumes and so like the first time he uh, lo- uh the first time that what was her name um uh, when he was a teenager the that girl touched him for the first time in his no no place. That was an interesting character moment, and then <laughs> and then uh, also really like the scene where he kills the, like he kills that cop. That was a really interesting scene for me. Mm-hmm. I like that scene a lot. Uh, well, I'm just gonna read a little bit of the review I wrote on mm-hmm. Letterbox for this film. Um, holy shit, this movie is long, and not in a wow. I'm so glad that I have almost four hours of movie to sit through. But more like in a, wow, there's four hours of movie to sit through and I'm not interested in what's going happening on screen right now. Yeah. Uh, the, like like you said, there was like really, the, narratively, this I felt this movie was significantly like 
lacking. Like it was, it was painfully, it, it was painful how bad it was because it was, it was so large and sprawling. And at no point I was was I able to latch on to or connect to anything that was happening because of like you know that the vastness of the story being told and the performances for me personally they were varying like some of them were solid some of them were meh and and a lot of them it weren't 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 consistent like someone might have a great performance in like one scene and then like another scene like it's eh so it was it was whatever at that point and. Um, I, there was there was no real characters that made any impressions on me except possibly Robert De Niro's like uh, noodles, mm-hmm. um, but I I like my biggest thing is if if you're gonna have a four hour long movie I expect you to have characters that I actively am interested in and like I'm like having fun watching them and like experiencing what they're doing. Um, you know, case in point, a movie like um, uh, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, you know, that's a long movie with not much happening plot wise, but because I'm a big fan of the characters of Rick Dalton and um, um, Cliff Booth. Um, is that his name? Cliff? Cliff Booth? Cliff? Which one? Uh, that's 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 Pitt's Brad Pitt's character. Cliff. Cliff. I think it's Booth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Cliff Booth. Anyway, the point is I'm actively invested in both of those characters because the the one the actors portraying them are very charismatic and they bring a lot of magnet uh magnetism to the to the to the role and that like you know makes it more tolerable for me as a as a watcher and then two the characters themselves while they aren't necessarily great people they do like i said they are you know charismatic and they have things they have qualities to them that uh are that, that you find uh, that you enjoy spending time with. And on top of that, the fact that you are um, the, the fact that they don't necessarily do anything like like rep, rep reprehensible. It's like, OK, that's that's a that's a big deal. But, you know, um, we have we have characters here. We have a character that, you know, I, I can't I can't. I can't get on board with any of these people because there's literally a character here who two women like in the movie. Yes. It's there's two scenes. And one of the scenes I was very confused on because it was it's like it was very clear that like it wasn't what she wanted. Mm. But then halfway through, like she changed her mind. And I was like, see, I'm not a woman, so I can't. And I've never been. I can't speak to that, but like I really feel like that's not okay. Like I don't think it's that's all very about good. the enthusiastic, the enthusiastic. Yes, uh, yes, exactly. And that was he did not get that, and far he, from it. He and it like evolved into that, and I was like, this doesn't feel like a very good portrayal of what it's supposed to be portraying, and it just felt really weird to watch, and I was very put off by it. I was like, ah, yeah, don't really like you as a as a person, and so given with all that, like. I wasn't a, I didn't care. So like four hours, like they crawled by and I was like, oh my gosh, can we get, can we be done yet? Cause like, I'm not, I don't give a damn about any of these people. I don't give a damn yeah, about what they're doing. Once like, noodles did that, I was, I, I had mentally checked twice. Out. Like, he did yeah. it twice. I, I mentally And the second out. time was hor- horrendous, was horrific. Like that was some terrible stuff. Like, yo, it was, I don't even think they even like, 
<laughs> teams like that anymore. I don't. I hope not. <laughs> Actually, that was no. Um, uh, having seen the uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, there's definitely a scene in there. Queen of the South was was pretty rough. Damn. Yeah. Um, that series is wild. But but the point is, <laughs> but the point is, at least I can't speak for the queen of the queen of the South. But in the girl with the dragon tattoo, it is very clear that the person doing. <laughs> Is not a good per like they're not a protagonist. They're not someone we're supposed to root for. Exactly. <laughs> and granted, that's not to say that like every time you have a protagonist or someone you're supposed to root for, yep. but you are supposed to at least have some type of you know interest in what they're doing. And if you if you show me someone, my protagonist, two people on two different instances, I'm like I can't. I'm not. I no longer give a shit about you. What you have to do. What you have to say. Um. Yeah. And I know like these are bad people, of course. But like there's. <sighs> maybe if you hadn't shown it because like i'm a big i'm a big fan of show don't tell but at the same time like that's a very visceral thing to show and it's not necessarily it, it given the fact that i was already like on the fence i was like you know what i don't know how i feel but like nah like at that point i was like all right this is like the nail in the coffin thank you now i know i don't care about these people um you know, uh, positives briefly. Uh, I thought the cinematography was very nice. Uh, there yes. was some beautiful shots, uh, specifically the, the the poster of the movie. Mm -hmm. That is a very very nice shot. Um, uh, but outside of that, like I, it, it was really tough to watch. Uh, like just I wasn't engaged. Uh, it was four hours, so I was like, oh, this man. movie, especially as I was finishing up the the rest of the list, felt like a chore. Like I, as I was watching these films, because. Uh, gangster and crime films notoriously are incredibly long, mm -hmm. and so when I would like find look at a film, I would look, I would see the how right long time. it was, and I'd be like, oh, this is so daunting. <laughs> this is just oh my gosh, twenty six films is a lot of films, especially if they're each two plus hours. Yeah, give yeah. Or, give or take a few of them that are like yeah. less than two. But, but it was, I, I can say for at the very least like ninety percent of them, I had fun. I I, yeah. I I was yeah. at, I actually even if I didn't have fun I gave a shit about what was happening yeah like once upon a time in America I was like I like the ending I watched it and I was like yo like I in the back of my head I was like I feel like that's supposed to be significant but then I was like I couldn't tell you because like I didn't give a fuck like I facts yeah I think this was one of the ones that like I I because I think I forgot I feel like I watched a lot of the the higher ones that are on our list first mm -hmm. and then I watched all like kind of the duds towards the end and so like I was watching dud after dud I was like oh man this is this has become a chore <laughs> <laughs> this was the last one I'd watched and I had high expectations because wow the, <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> the you know the rating on uh letterbox was high and um you know it's got a, a decent it's like a, it's like an 86 percent on rotten tomatoes like mm. these are all things that like point to like oh this is like a, a at the very least a solid movie and i don't know what all these people are thinking about um i i don't know man maybe, maybe this is just one of those that didn't age well maybe a lot of people really liked it back in the day but now in 2020, it don't really it don't really fly. I don't know. I can't say I care. I would never own this. I would never watch it again. Like you, you'd have to pay me like a big amount of money to watch this again. And even then, like I'd be like on the fence because it's a long ass movie with a lot of bullshit happening. Um. So yeah, what are you rating it? If you making me watch it again, you have to kill me. I ain't <laughs> doing it. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give this. Uh... Trying to decide if I want to give it a what the fuck was that? Oh my god! Or a worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nice what the 
fuck was that? I just, <laughs> oh my I just, god! Even, even even the the positives just don't 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 damn don't really negate the negatives. No, no cap, like no no cap, no lie. Um, the more we talked about it, the more like I changed my mind because I did like the positives. Like I did say like the cinematography mm. was really nice mm. and like there was some like the the music was really good too, and like there was like a couple solid parts throughout the movie like Robbie De Niro um, he was you know pretty good in some sequences but um, you know the more I talk about it the more I like really don't like it so I'm gonna go with a three like an awful like a a three out of ten this is an awful movie I'll be a little bit nicer than than Quattro but um, it not that it necessarily deserves it like I'm I don't I don't really know it's not deserving of anything better than like what Quattro's giving it. Um, quite, per, quite, quite frankly, in my opinion, um, you're a nice guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think we need to explain why this didn't make the cut because I mean, it's, that's not obvious. It, you're on the wrong show. It, it, it's dog shit. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's and it's really crazy because Sergio Leone has directed a lot of really like big, really good films. Like he did Once Upon a Time in the West. He did The Good, Bad, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Like he's a really he's known for like doing like really good westerns. And then he did this, and it sucked. Everybody's got that one, you know. Yeah, man. Um, but now the final, uh, the final film in the the bottom, the first, the bottom five. This I guess I don't, I don't so know what to count. call it because like so it, I don't know what to call it because it's like it's Ooh. the bottom ten. But like, is this, I don't know if this is necessarily the bottom five because like like I said, we were doing these in um <clears throat> uh and as far like in terms of like earliest to latest, mm-hmm. if, if that makes any sense to anyone. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, um. A Bronx Tale, 1993, uh, directed by Robert De Niro, <laughs> written by Chaz Palminteri, I think, uh, starring Robert De Niro, Chaz Palminteri, Lilo, Branca- Br- Lilo Brancato, and Francis Capra. Say he was right. The Wilker man is a, is a sucker, Dad. He's a sucker. He's wrong. It don't take much strength to pull a trigger, but try and get up every morning, day after day, and work for a living. Let's see him try that. Then we'll see who's the real tough guy. The working man is the tough guy. Your father's the tough guy. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys can tell, uh, Quattro was very upset that this, this was one high. Is, this was on. This, is, this, this was where it is. Um, so yeah, go ahead and uh, let the let the folks know how you feel about it, man. Well, first off, a Bronx Tale is is credited, especially the play, but uh, in the movie when I when I looked at when I looked at it uh, is is regarded as one of the uh, best coming of age films uh, out. So when I when I came out and, and found out that he was like he was not putting it nowhere near his top sixteen, I was yeah, like, yeah, I, I wasn't. Sir. I, I was not feeling this <laughs> one nearly Sir. as much as he was. It just the 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 that dynamic. I mean, we had seen other films where you know the kids kind of grew up into you know the life, but his his whole like it, we really got a deep dive into what that looks like, how it affects school, how it affects family, how it affects life, and the the toggle between his father who was just a normal bus driver who just wanted you know to, you know get it get home do his job feed his family and then you had uh this life where the gangster wanted to bring uh this kid into this life and the dad is like no don't do this and i just thought that was such an interesting toggle because like not only were you uh staying on the main character uh was it sunny mm, yeah, yeah yeah this the main character sunny um, you were it was a character character that not only in the dad but in the gangster too, and how 
you know, they really kind of indoctrinated themselves. Well, the gangster more so than the dad. The dad is already indoctrinated with his own son. Mm-hmm. But the gangster is indoctrinating himself with this, um, with Sonny and how they have built this connection. And then when he, are we, are we spoiling these movies? We never did a spoiler one. Uh, so. I, guess, I mean, I guess we can, it'll be on a movie by movie basis. So if you feel like spoiling it, then we'll say like spoiler I got warning. You. For- so spoiler alert for a Bronx Tale. Um, when the gangster gets killed, and we see his reaction to that. It, it it made it all the more real because we had got to see the deep dive and how they've all come together in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, and you know, I, I would be capped if I didn't say there were some negatives in this film. I'm not gonna sit here and say a Bronx Tale is a perfect film. Uh, like I felt that the uh the love the relationship between him and the and, and the African American girl he was with was kind of was very downplayed, especially compared to the play. Um. So th- yeah, it was a major negative for me. That it took a huge bump for that. Okay, that's fair. I can get behind that. Um. I first of all, I have to I have to preface with this. I actually still I actually did really really enjoy uh, a Bronx Tale. Um. You know, let Cyrus tell it. Let Quattro tell it. I you know I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it as a as a movie. And that's that couldn't be further from the truth. I was a big fan of it. I just felt the, very disrespected when the cr- when the credits rolled. I um. You know, I thought Robert De Niro was really good. I thought Chaz Palman Terry, I, I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, he was also really good. Um, you know, young uh, C. I can't remember his name because I know like his nickname was C because like his name started with a C. And um, like the gangsters, they nicknamed him C. But outside of that, um, my, my big like because everything like there was so much stuff to like about this movie. Like the soundtrack, I think, because this was directed by Robert De Niro. And I think he really learned um, I, th- I think he picked up a lot of uh, uh, skills from from Scorsese as far as um, you know his like picking the music he wants to use and stuff like that. Like I think that was something that like he kind of learned, I guess if if that makes sense. But I still uh, really I, I I liked it a lot and like the, like the soundtrack, the performances. Um, something I didn't like uh, was the teen actors. Um, they were, that was, I think that was one of the negatives that you were kind of referring to. Um, uh, my, that, that was more mainly the, the relationship between him and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I, that, that, yeah, that was that, what you referred to was like a, an overall negative, mm-hmm. but I think that was like symptomatic of like my whole issue. Like mm-hmm. her performance alone was like terrible. Like I felt you could have it, hired a plank of wood and it would probably would have won the Oscar. It would <laughs> it was so bad. And I she really like ruined that part of the movie for me. But like even like um see like as a teenager he wasn't the best looking, you know I mean not best looking. He wasn't <clears> the best, you know, performance. Um so the, the the teens were rough, but they also weren't rough enough to the point where I would um I, like I, it wasn't rough enough to the point where I was like, ah, I can't do this movie anymore. Like these, these performances are just taking it out for me. Except you know the uh, the black girl who you know we should probably give say her name, um, uh, Jane Williams. Uh, was the character in Tar- the, Tar- Terrell Hicks? Yeah, Terrell Hicks or whatever. Terrell Hicks. Yeah. Um, I, is she doing anything now? Like is she acting still? I sure hope it's better than what she was doing in that movie. Uh, looks like the most recent movie she was in was in '98. <laughs> No, no, she's in something with Vince Christi- Christian, bitch lover. Came out in twenty twenty. Would you look at that? 
And Crystal De Niro Simmons uh, directed a movie in 2015 called A Sub in the Brick City that she was also in. Huh. Uh, Bitch lover. What the hell is that? I, I feel like I feel like you shouldn't look that up here. No, I mean it's a movie on Letterboxd. I don't think my Wi-Fi is gonna let you let you get into that. But website. it's a I mean it's a movie on <laughs> Netflix. It's like they don't really list porn on Letterboxd. Porn is film. Hey, we're not gonna get into that. That's a new season. That's next season. Yeah, next season. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh like I said, like I did enjoy like there was a lot of stuff to enjoy, but there was also some stuff to not enjoy. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily find the narrative to be all that compelling, but I found the characters and like just the experiences of everyone involved to be compelling in and of themselves. So that's why I was able to, you know, feel what I did feel. Um and I think the movie was hands down at its best when C um what is his name? I'm gonna stop calling him C. Collagero. Collagero. I mean, I feel like C is the. That's why they called him C. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like when he was learning from uh, his dad, Lorenzo, Robert De Niro, and uh, or the gangster Sonny, Sonny, uh, Chaz, Parliamentary, whatever. um, I think that was when the movie was at its best because they had a lot of like wisdom to impart in him, and like it just both of their perspectives shaped his like informed his worldview. And I, like, like I said, both of those actors, like in the father and the the, the gangster role, like respectively, they both brought a lot to the film. And mm. without the strength of their performances, I think this would have really uh, uh, fallen fallen flat. Um, it hit the C as a teenager reminded me a lot of uh, Ralph Macino Macino from uh, Karate Kid. Mm. Reminded me a lot of them. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Well, um, as far as negatives are concerned, like I said, the teen actors. And I also thought that the ending was really on the nose. It wasn't, it didn't really like bother me over, like it, it wasn't enough to where I was like, ah, I don't like this ending. But it was like, um, like Extraction, that Netflix movie. Like I thought that ending was like, was way too like, really bro, really? That was, that mm. was cap. But this ending was like, eh, this is, you could have had a better ending here. But like, it wasn't enough for me to really, you know, dislike it. It's like by the end, by, before it happened, like I kind of like had an idea of what most likely was going to happen and it happened. So it, there wasn't really much left to the imagination in terms of the ending. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what would you, what would you rate it? Sounds like you have a, you, you feel very strongly. I, even with, it. even with those negatives, I still like it to give a, let me see here. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go decent six. A six? Give it a decent. Mm. Give it a decent. Okay, that's fair. I think I would rock with a um you know, I, I think I'm I'm feeling a decent at the same time. Mm. Like I'm I, I kinda wanna say eh. But mm. like at the same time, like you know I, I I'm going five and a half. Okay. Like like between and decent. Cause like the the child actors, not child, the teen actors were really bad, but um, the it it was still like there's still a lot to like about it. So, but it wasn't quite enough for, to get the decent. But I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five five and a half five point five. And I don't know if this was um, Robert Downey Jr.'s. Excuse me, the, the fuck did you just say? What did you just say? Robert De Niro. I don't know if this was Robert. What the? Oh my gosh, bro! Yeah. You were just I'm folding. You're fucking all the way up. You're lucky I'm taking that one thing you had earlier. I'm not gonna tell him what you did, but you did some. I don't even know what I did. You did something. Even, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Nah. Okay. But 
uh, Robert De Niro. I don't know if this was his uh, directorial debut. It was. It was. Okay, but yeah, as far as directorial debuts go, I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, nah, not at all. I don't think it was very bad, especially you know comparing it to Mean Streets. I think this is very much uh, better than Mean Streets. But um, yeah. So that that pretty much sums up. Uh, oh, actually, uh, did you? As far as why this isn't in the Sweet 16, you wanted to include it, didn't you? I really did. I really did. And I felt like it was different from the other films I had in my top 16. I felt that um, given it's really just those those that difference, that that breath of fresh air from all the other movies, because I didn't want like uh, sameness in my in my top 16. Mm-hmm. And given it had that breath of fresh air I was looking for, and um, I really enjoyed it, which I know is not like makes it it's not doesn't make a great movie but like i really enjoyed the movie and that's why it would have been there but it's not so we don't have much to say on why it wouldn't be in my <laughs> top 60 because i I, I know i didn't have it in mind because i felt that the, the it, i felt it was it wasn't strong enough to beat some of the movies in the top 16 because you know like i said the, the, the like the, i can't stress enough how bad the teen acting was it was like oh, this is so bad like it was it was I was actively rolling my eyes very frequently um uh like the more I talk about it the more I remember like how bad it was um but uh and like I said and I don't think that I didn't feel that it matched the the essence of what I was trying to capture with my personal top 16 which is why I wasn't um I wasn't really trying to have it have it in the in the in the in the in the sweet 16 which is why I was like, eh, I don't really like. I like it, but I don't think it was very, because it was very much centered around a little like the kid and his coming of age, and it just so happened to have gangsters in it. It mm-hmm. didn't really feel like a gangster crime movie to me personally. Okay, so yeah, that, that's kind of that's yeah. why I very was kind of, and I, I I can definitely uh, understand what you're saying about like you know mm-hmm. the fact that it's different. Therefore, you know it's it it, it kind of adds a different flavor mm-hmm. to what we have in the Sweet Sixteen. But I felt that it was a little too much of a different flavor, which is why there was another movie that I wanted to include. I don't know if it actually got included. Um, I got to check the list again. Uh, Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm glad it's in there, and we can talk about it when when the time comes. But um, uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. That is the uh, the the first half of the bottom ten. Um, you know, for first episode, guys. Uh, hope you hope you enjoyed. Um, you know, next episode, uh, this you guys will get to hear the. We'll be doing the exact same thing, talking about the next half of the the bottom ten, the last five movies that didn't make it. And then uh, once we finish that, we will, um, you know, get into, you know, the rest of the, the season. So uh, just in case anyone is uh, wondering uh, the way the season is going to be structured, we're going to have. Uh, so the the first the first because uh, we broke it up into three parts because we plan to have 12 episodes. So, um, you know, first two episodes, we're going to be doing this, like, you know, talking about the bottom 10. Then we're going to be reviewing the 16 movies in the sweet 16 alphabetically. Um, or excuse me, not alphabetically. I don't know why I said that. We're going to be reviewing the 16 movies uh, in you know the next few episodes, and then we're going to finally reveal the seedings. So uh, for anyone not familiar with uh, brackets and how they work, um, each each team for because uh, like uh, you know in the context of like you know March Madness, um, each team has a seeding, uh, which is like you know picked based on you know it's uh, their record and like their you know the, the better teams get the higher seeds, and the idea being. Yeah, the better you are, you get to play against a weaker team to give yourself a better opportunity to get like advance further. And so we'll be advi- we'll be um, revealing 
not only how we made our seedings, but um, what they are, and then uh, we'll go from there. And then after that, you know, we'll, uh, you know, start the tournament, you know, uh, the Sweet 16 will begin, we'll work our way through, then the last half of the season, or excuse me, the last uh, third of the season, we'll, um, you know, obviously get to the, the winner, of course, but, you know, we'll also have some superlatives like uh, uh, best best actor, worst movie, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, um, yeah, that that's like pretty much the, the overall the 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 shape of the season and uh you know you guys will get a more of a feel for that obviously as it goes on and we might even post a schedule uh about how will how things will be released uh just not not uh, not fully sure on that yet but um you know that that's it for this episode um you guys can find us on instagram at brackets underscore b-rolls um that's b-r-a-c-k-e-t-s underscore b-r-o-l-l s on instagram uh find us at that same uh handle on twitter although admittedly we are so inactive on twitter it's kind of like ridiculous but like i mean it's we have one so you can follow us there if you want it um yeah that's that's all i have to say man where can they find you bro you know i i don't sit around waiting for the validation of these people you know, no, I'm just playing. Y'all can, <laughs> y'all can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can spell that C period U A T R O I V. You can catch me on Twitter. I mean, you ain't gonna catch me there, but I'm there. <laughs> Red Kool Aid 317, R E D K O O L A I D 317. And uh, oh, I'm just waiting on you to me. fuck up. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting I knew on you, you were. I knew you were. I, I, I was watching you. I'm like, oh, he's waiting on me to fuck up. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to fall. But yeah. And um, and you guys can find me on uh, the gram at uh, flyguy.ty, two eyes and fly. Um, find me on Twitter at flyguy.ty7, two eyes and fly again, of course. Um, that's about it, pretty much. Uh, uh, I think that, yeah, I'm not forgetting anything. Uh, so, again, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we're going to be coming at you with another episode really soon. Uh, we still, you know, obviously this will be coming out weekly because, you know, that's how this podcast will be structured. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And don't have an, out- don't have an outro yet, but we'll come up with one eventually. So, uh, peace, I guess. Peace.